Hey everyone, and welcome to the Make Things Make Sense podcast. On this episode, we make sense of your target audience. In other words, why should anyone care about what you have to say, and how do we get the right people to care? So we're going to be looking at who your target audience are, why it's so important to know the answer to this question, how to define your audiences, examples of target audiences from some influential companies, and also we're going to look at some personal experiences of how I've got this completely wrong in the past. And as always, we're going to give you a tool to make, make sense of target audiences for your business. I am excited. I'm also looking forward to listening to your personal experience, Josh. Let's get into it. Why should anyone care? Now, it's a hyper-competitive world out there. People are inundated by ads everywhere they look. My girlfriend thinks I'm crazy because I actually like ads and I spend a lot of time looking through ads, but not, not everyone's like me. And that's why it's essential that we target the right people with your ads. Um, why should anyone care about what you got to say? Well, if you're saying the right thing to the right people, then they'll care. However, statistics show over 50% of people believe companies share too much irrelevant content. What's that saying about those companies? They're not targeting their audiences and they're not putting in the attention into communicating with them in a way that they want to be communicated with. So today, we're going to discuss the importance of identifying your audience and ensuring that you're promoting your brand to people who really care and will emotionally connect to it. Just remember this one thing, if you try and appeal to everyone, you actually appeal to no one. So your message should really be tailored to your for those just chiming in and maybe not super on it in the marketing world, let's, let's break this down and make it a bit more human. Imagine you were going out to meet your future potential soulmate, right? You're walking into a bar. You would not walk in and say hello to everyone in the bar or club at the same time. You would look at the person that most attracts you and you would try to strike up a conversation with that person in the hope that, you know, you reach your target audience. In a nutshell, that's really what we're here to explain. How can businesses pick the right fit clients for themselves rather than trying to appeal to everyone? I don't know how successful anyone's ever been with walking and shouting hello to everyone in a bar, but um, it's probably not worth it and it'd be super expensive to buy everyone a drink than rather just buying that one specific person a drink. That's what you can think of your ad spend. Continuing on that analogy, also, when you first meet your potential soulmate, carrying on from where you left off, you would, you would open up a conversation with a certain tone of voice, with a certain message. However, if you then uh, become very well acquainted with this person and you went in and you gave the same message that you did that first day you met her in the bar, she's going to think you're weird because you're talking to someone as though you don't know them when you already have a personal relationship with them. So this is where your audience comes to just identifying who they are and then adapting the way you communicate as that relationship develops. Indeed. Let's unpack that a bit. What is your target audience? right? Who are you looking to attract with your product or your service? Marketing really is about the human to human relationships. And your target audience is the group of people that are your potential customers, the people that you want to connect with your brand, the people whose needs you can help solve. A target audience is how you make sure your words are reaching the right customers. People really do buy people. And honestly, I hope you're buying us right now. If you're the owner of a business, a marketing manager, or a business consultant. That is our specific target audience. We hope you get the point.
Some, some that is nicely done. <laughs> you slot that in there. I like that. You're always so smooth. So some say that really def- defining your target audience and and tailoring your your marketing to to appeal to them is like the most effective way to survive in this current marketplace. So it's no longer about how big you are, how mighty you are, how much cash you throw at at your ads, but really about how efficiently and effectively you can solve your audience's problems and you can get in front of them with with an appealing message. So having a a defined target audience and implementing this into your market strategy has countless benefits for your business. I'm gonna go through a few of them right now. So this will help you stand out. It helps the people who matter and that are relevant uh, feel like that connection with you, that you're targeting people who care. It will also really help you to become more personal with your audience. Think back to that uh, walking into the bar. If, if, you speak to, if you speak to a very loyal customer and still they don't know anything about your brand, it can almost uh, insult them or upset them. So through this approach, we can become more personal. We can communicate with more clarity. Another one that I'm sure all business owners in our target audience are gonna like, this saves money. By making sure that all of your advertising budget, the bucks you put behind your campaigns, only get in front of people who really care and who have the potential to be customers. So let's really unpack how you define your audience persona. It's very easy for us as marketers to go, yeah, you gotta define it, but what does that look like? How do you go about it? First off, there's three, well, there's many topics or um, segments, but there's three main ones you can break them down into. There's behavioral, so what are the behaviors of your specific audience? There's demographic, how old are they? Where are they located? What gender are they? And there's psychological characteristics. Um, And these can break down into, into many, many more factors. With those three areas, you are able to really paint the picture of someone that's real. So in our case, we're always targeting Clive, the CEO, um, we just like alliteration, you know, and he's really our target audience and we've built him out. If you go to www.growthgurus.com slash resources, we've actually created the audience persona builder tool, which asks you a few key questions. And it's really, really geared up for B2B um, companies, but also super useful for B2C. So when you're thinking about your persona, it's so important to give them a name. So we always start off with Clive, the CEO. We like to think, where does Clive live? What kind of house does he have? How old is he? We then start thinking about their job. For in our case, it's Clive, the CEO. So we know what his job title is, but you might not have thought that far. What kind of companies do they work in? Um, What does a day in their role look like? We really try to ask ourselves these bits and pieces. We then dive a bit deeper and try to evaluate what are their hopes and dreams And more importantly, what are their pains and fears? Because those are the areas that we're gonna come in with solutions. And how can we help them achieve their goals? Further on, we look into what barriers and objections might they have to working with us that we need to overcome. And then we start looking into, okay, we've thought about all of this. How are we gonna find these people? Are they reading blogs? Are they reading newspapers? Are they new school, old school? Are they on Twitter? Are they on Facebook? Are they on LinkedIn? Are they hanging out in a specific Quora um, you know, topic discussion? What kind of forums are they looking at? And what information can we start to provide to them to show them that we are the relevant audience? So by defining these um, target audience personas and answering these key questions, you quickly start realizing, wow, I could base this on my existing 
clients, fill out this thing a few times and start building my target persona around my ideal existing clients. So that's a bit a bit about how you can make it more real. If you think back, Alex, to how we ran this exercise on our audience and we turned it into the 4%, which was quite a powerful exercise where we really dug deep into what are their pains, what are they looking to achieve, what are their hopes and dreams, and their barriers to working with us. And that mapped out into our content plan. So then we know, if we know who our real target audience is, the ideal customer, and a shortcut here, I like to think of uh, the, the, cust the audience who can become repeat customers and eventually brand ambassadors. Because it's great doing business with someone, but it's even more fantastic doing repeat business with them and then giving referrals to your business. So of course, they need to have the right uh, demographics, they need to be in the right industry, but if they can become repeat customers and then brand ambassadors, that is really the, the sweet spot. So we thought, what are they struggling with? What are they trying to achieve? Why, why, are they, why are they not already our client? What restrictions do they have? And then we created resources and content and blogs and articles with the message tailored to those specific audiences. So this is the first part of targeting your audience with the right message, right content, and right campaigns. And then the second part, which is the adapting of your message based on which content they've already digested. So through here, we use, two, we use a tool which uh, we use pixels from different channels so we can do remarketing and retargeting. A typical example in e-commerce, in the e-commerce world, is if someone's added a product into your cart but not checked out, you know they're interested in that product. They're clearly interested and they have a desire. So looking down the conversion funnel, awareness, check. Interest, check. Desire, check. We just don't have action in the IDA model. So there, you're going to retarget that audience as though they are your girlfriend aiming to become your wife rather than a stranger that you just met walking into a bar. So these pixels allow you to adapt the message based on the different stage that they're at in the buyer journey. Or also, if you may know they're interested in a specific one of your services, you can then tailor your message to be more focused on that on that segment. Yeah. I'd like to, I'd like to open or explain two items that you said. So first you mentioned the 4%. So hopefully most of you listening to this already know about the 80-20 rule. We just did that twice. So 80-20, do that again and you end up with your 4%. Could be 20% um, clients giving you 80% of the revenue or which clients are giving you the less stress. We then, after creating that list, because we have quite a long list of clients, um, we then did that, we did, that, did that again and really broke it down further. So that's the 4%. The other item, again, just in layman's terms, pixels. I'm sure by now you've had to accept cookies at some point on a website. That is the equivalent of pixels. That is when we are able to point, place our marketing trackers on websites um, to be able to continue following people around and give them that journey that Josh is talking about. I would like to go into some examples of companies that I think have done their target audiences really, really well. I'm going to speak very specifically to me. Um, for those of you that don't know, I am what you could call the COO. I'm the integrator. I am the person that focuses on operations and, and really making things make sense inside our company. So the first one I'm going to talk about are Zenpilot. Um, if you're an agency owner, you've possibly heard of them. If you're not, then you shouldn't have, and that's how good they are. 
Um, Zempilot offer training programs for ClickUp, which is a specific project management tool, particularly for digital marketing agencies. So they focus all of their marketing on people exactly like me and like Josh. And whenever you read one of their adverts, you feel like, wow, these guys are talking directly to me because they've targeted me correctly and they're talking about one of the problems and how they can help solve it. Think about how much more efficient their marketing ad spend is because of how targeted they are with who they want to reach and how much more clearly they can speak to us because they know our problems, they know, our, they know what we're struggling with. So this is just a perfect example of those benefits we talked about a few moments ago. Precisely. And then the other tool I'm going to talk about or the other company is ClickUp. So Zenpilot, for reference, think of an awesome group of people sit together with agencies, develop tools and platforms to help them use ClickUp, a, a project management tool that's, you know, vanilla for everyone, but they're specifically for agency owners. Then ClickUp on the other side, totally separate to Zenpilot in this case, ClickUp has created specific marketing materials for every type of industry. So I'm not even gonna research it, I'm just gonna place a 10 euro bet and anyone can call me out on this, that if you were to Google ClickUp for lawyers, something will pop up. ClickUp for graphic designers, something will pop up. Maybe even ClickUp for architects. And that is how they've gone about tailoring the message. They know that their platform, right, a project management tool, can be used by absolutely everyone in the world that's working in an organization. So what they've done is they've made themselves findable, searchable on on Google, you know, just by typing in project management for finance and are helping find these niche audiences by showing how you can utilize their tool in a very specific way for your industry. And that's something that really blew me away. So those are my two examples who I think have really wonderfully identified their target audiences and make the most out of it in very different manners. All right, hands up if you watch Netflix. <laughs> oh, I can see your hands there at the front left, back right, back right. I just joke, I can't see anyone uh, except Alex. But Netflix is one company I'd like to talk about. So obviously, <laughs> we almost all watch Netflix nowadays. It's got a huge target audience. So this is, could be a case where they say everyone is our audience. But what's really um, stand out about Netflix is the way that they listened to their audience and adapted consistently to provide their audience with what they were calling for, what they wanted. And that is part of the success story of why Netflix is such a please, uh, pleasing system to use for so many people. What started, which some of you might not know, as a mail-out DVD rental business, now is perhaps the most sexy online uh, content streaming channel out there. And sorry to, to any 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 competitors trying to take that title but Netflix really does does own it in my opinion and they listened to their target audience and they pivoted when needed to become the business they are today the second company I'd like to refer to is Vance I've, I've been wearing Vance uh, a skater I've been wearing Vance since I was a kid and um, Vance has built up its empire empire by really appealing to misfits and rebels so they know who their audience are they don't try and appeal to the suits. They try. They, they keep true to their to their brand and to their to their target audience. And they also allow their market to guide them. And this is how they have such a loyal fan base of, of customers and brand advocates. For anyone, no matter what part of the world you are in, although we all know about Netflix, Netflix is totally customized to us and the way that it's advertised. And what I really like 
is the notifications I get on WhatsApp. So I set a reminder and then they WhatsApp me for my own shows when they're coming up. So their level of advertising is so deeply personalized to where they're actually messaging me and all of the content is created for me. They don't feel the need to sort of remarket to me on Facebook, LinkedIn, etc. Maybe that's because I'm in Malta and it's tiny and they don't do that here. But if, for example, when I was traveling through Turkey, you see tons of Netflix banners, but promoting Turkish shows. So they've really done it by listening to the audience, what the people want to watch and built their platform, not only based on the content that they create, but are attracting the audiences with the content they want to watch. Effectively, replacing television as a whole. <laughs> That's so cool. All right, now let's get to my story of how I, how I didn't do what Netflix just did and how, how it was a pretty expensive lesson. So in a, in a previous business, we built mobile games and uh, we built these games with extreme passion. We really focused in, uh, incredible energy into the design of the characters, into the 3D animation, into the science and the logic behind the game. And we built... I can safely say hand on heart, a fantastic mobile gaming experience, which was leagues apart, some of the leaders in the top 10. There was a shift in the, in the, in the industry where attention spans were becoming very slim, paid games were becoming free, and uh, it was always very simple with a very low learning curve and barrier to, to entry to play the game and get the enjoyment. Think Angry Birds. You pull back the bird, you let go, it swings, it knocks some stuff down. You try again and you do it better each time. But you know exactly what to do when you, when you start playing the game. And our game that I'm still very uh, proud of and I have fond, very fond memories of the experience and the team that, that we put together to build these games, they required quite a lot of learning and the game was being built as a paid app. But then even FIFA became free, so it couldn't be paid. So we had to make it free, in which case we had to kind of attach a monetization model to it. So long story short, we built a game that we loved, but we didn't build a game that our target audience was looking for. We put it out in front of them, we marketed it strong, but the connection between the product and the target audience wasn't there. And then as a result, the, 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 the marketing wasn't effective and the audience didn't get engaged. So this is a mistake that we made that I really hope you go, listeners don't, don't repeat. Focus on your target audience, really obsess over them. Go through our audience persona builder tool that we're giving you for free today on growthgurus.com slash resources and answer those questions and then position your product or service in front of them in a way that you position that as the solution to their problems. One great idea you've just given me is we should do a podcast where we discuss how far back your marketing strategy needs to be built in. So that, that, that experience you had was a case in point of the marketing strategy coming after developing the whole plan and your marketing and your target audience needs to be built in the beginning. I'm sure you guys would have built a very different product or advertise it on different platforms to different people if you had thought about the audience from the beginning. That is an excellent point, Alex. You're spot on. And this comes from the strategy, your strategy as a business, your business plan. And once you have your target audience defined, we can appeal to them, we can reach them. But really, it is your brand that is responsible for building that emotional connection with your audience and making people care. So that is why people care. That is how you turn people from not knowing you exist into being aware, into being interested and becoming customers and advocates. And this is something we'll be talking about in our next podcast in the power of branding. But until then, I'd like you to like, share and subscribe our podcast. Thank you for listening and we'll be back soon. Thank you.